Hello and welcome to the Bizarro Cast for May 13th, 2012. This is episode 4, Mr. Kink by Joseph Patterson. This is your host, Chris Boyle. Uh, thank you all for tuning in again and happy Mother's Day. This week I actually have a special episode. It's my mom who's doing the narration. She was kind enough to narrate today's uh, strange story, Mr. Kink, which uh, sort of a weird one. It's like, uh, well, I guess you could almost call it a fairy tale. We don't have uh, any specials, no bizarro news or anything like that, but I'm trying to think of some cool new uh, features besides that that we could do on the show. If anyone has any ideas, feel free to shoot us an email, uh, bizarrocast@gmail.com. And of course, we're always open for submissions. Uh, please read our submission guidelines at the site. Joseph W. Patterson resides in a shack on the haunted plains of Kansas with a dog that bites people. It's unfortunate, uh... I used to have a dog that did that, too. His works can be found at 69 Flavors of Paranoia, Lurid Lit, New Flesh, and imprint with Pill Hill Press 2012 Daily Frights Anthology. Today's story, Mr. Kink, by Joseph Patterson. From between the somewhere and somewhen, Mr. Kink appeared on the headboard of Judy and Charles Stratton's bed. His appearance coincided with the disappearance of the Sandman and right before the entrance of the Dreamweaver. Their timing was flawless. Hello, Dreamy. What kind of fucked up shit are you going to put in their heads tonight? Mr. Kink asked as he hopped off the headboard and onto the sleeping Charles's head. None of your business, Kink, you twisted, useless degenerate. Useless? I provide a service like no other. Because of me, pillows, beds, and all sorts of medical services have been invented. And you know what? None of them can stop me. With that said, Mr. Kink raised his little gnarly wooden cane and jammed it in Charles Stratton's neck. Charles moaned slightly and started to drool. Talk about useless. What about that thing? Mr. Kink said while pointing at Judy Stratton's open mouth. Just as he pointed, a bug emerged that seemed way too large to be in a human mouth. It settled on her nose and turned to look at Mr. Kink. Its eyes were at the end of a very short, thick antenna. Other than that and its four legs, it looked similar to a beetle. You're an ugly fucker, you know that, Mr. Kink said. The beetle didn't respond. It opened its emerald-colored wings, hovered above Judy's head, and disappeared in a puff of smoke. Then Judy began to snore. The Dreamweaver sighed. You're both useless, Kink. You especially. The Dreamweaver pointed his little silver wand at Charles and slowly started to rotate it counterclockwise. Don't point that thing at me, Dreamy. Not interested in your porn dreams. Move, Kink. I haven't time for your vulgarities nor your childish games. Mr. King vanished from the neck of Charles and reappeared behind the Dreamweaver. Since this guy's neck hurts, why don't you give him a dream about getting his head cut off, Mr. Kink asked while looking over the Dreamweaver's shoulder. It's not up to me, Kink, you know that, the Dreamweaver answered with a heavy sigh. I just unlocked their unconscious door. I release their hopes, fears, desires, and weave them to their imaginations. 
Because of me, they have the potential of becoming artists, inventors, or killers. I help shape the human race. If not for me, they would surely die. I, Kink, am needed and, Im and important. Mr. Kink thought about this while the Dreamweaver went about his duties with the Suttons. Well, if you're so important, then why do you give dogs dreams about licking their nuts? Kink! The Dreamweaver was infuriated. He turned towards Mr. Kink and attempted to strike him with his wand, but Mr. Kink easily avoided his swing. Dreamweaver said, And you talk about opening doors, you little sissy. I bet you'd like to try opening my back door, you fucking queer. Kink! The Dreamweaver tried to strike Mr. Kink again, but he vanished to the somewhere somewhen and reappeared in the bedroom of the Hoyt children. He floated to the headboard of six-year-old Danny Hoyt, and something growled in the closet. He sat up on the headboard and looked down upon little Danny, sleeping soundly under the incredible Hulk comforter. "'You're a fine-looking young man. How would you like your first kink?' he asked the sleeping boy. Danny did not respond, and the thing in the closet growled a little louder. He jumped down on Danny's head raised his cane, and, Mr. Kink, you will do no such thing, the tooth fairy arrived. She floated down from the ceiling and landed on a Fisher-Price Rainforest musical mobile above baby Timothy's crib. Her fairy dust slowly drifted down upon Timothy's upper lip, and he smiled. Mr. Kink, why do you have to be so cruel? Why do you have to be so brash, so harsh? the Tooth Fairy asked as she fluttered toward Mr. Kink and little Danny. Well, Mr. Kink said while looking toward the ceiling as if he were deep in thought. If you show me your tits, I'll tell you why. The creature in the closet growled even louder and rattled the door. The Tooth Fairy hovered above Mr. Kink, crossed her arms, and frowned. Baby Timothy made two quick jerks and turned himself onto his stomach. From the somewhere, Sleepwalker appeared, realized he was in the wrong room, and disappeared to the someone. Mr. Kink, I'm not falling for your antagonistic tone, nor your combative nature. Why your attitude is so negative and destructive, I do not know. But I do know that I grow tired of it night after night after night after night. The Tooth Fairy landed on Danny's chest turned her back to Mr. Kink and said, I love this world. I love my duty. Sometimes, Mr. Kink, you make it so hard. She then turned toward Mr. Kink and said, I wish you would just stay in the somewhere, somewhen. Sometimes, Mr. Kink, I wish you would just fade away to the never was, so none of us would remember your foulness, and the humans would never feel the pain that you deliver with such delight. Mr. Kink lowered his head and leaned heavily upon his gnarly cane. He whispered something that the Tooth Fairy could not hear. He shook his head very slowly and began to sob. Mr. Kink, I didn't mean... Yes, you did. Yes, you fucking did. You meant everything you said. Mr. Kink's light sobs soon changed into heavy girlish cries and wails, and from there an all-out bawl. He swung his cane, raised his hands above his head, and dropped to his knees. He cried thick, grayish tears that ran down his face and coagulated on his chin.
Why do you have to say that? Mr. Kink cried. Mr. Kink, I... The never was. The never was. That is the worst fate of them all, Mr. Kink wailed. The Tooth Fairy was shocked. Not because Mr. Kink was totally out of character by losing his composure and crying like a child. She was shocked that she would even have said such a thing. The never was is the worst of the worst. It is said that it's a dry, barren land full of lost souls. Some say it's an endless black void where beings tirelessly wander for all eternity with no hope of rescue or escape. And then there's another theory that it's a small space crammed with forgotten beings and souls. A space so small there's not even enough room to think. And a being with no thought is no being at all. No one knows for sure or if it even exists. But never being created and or being forgotten is the worst of the worst. And it's something that should never be wished upon anyone. The thing in the closet whimpered. Baby Timothy let out a slight cry and rolled onto his back. Little Danny rubbed his eyes as if he were wiping away a tear. Both the tooth fairies started to cry herself. Mr. Kink, I'm so sorry, the tooth fairy said while walking toward Mr. Kink. I really didn't mean it. It's just that you pester me so much. I forget what I am, what I represent, and what I am to become. I would never wish such a fate on anyone or anything. Please accept my apology, Mr. Kink, and I promise never to lose my composure again. Mr. Kink slowly raised his head and asked, Do you really mean it? Yes, I do, Mr. Kink, from the bottom of my heart. Mr. Kink smiled, stood up, snapped his fingers, and his cane appeared in his hand. The Tooth Fairy smiled, waved her wand, and the grayish goo Mr. Kink cried disappeared from his face. He spread his arms wide for an expected hug, and the Tooth Fairy cautiously accepted. Mr. Kink held her tightly, and when he felt her subtle shift in weight that her end of the hug was over, he embraced her even tighter. Then he placed his hand on her butt and said, I forgive you, Sydney." The Tooth Fairy vanished and reappeared on Baby Timothy's chin. Dust Bunny scattered to the four corners of the room. Little Danny murmured, Mommy, help, in his sleep. And the thing in the closet roared, then opened the door. I should never have trusted you, the Tooth Fairy cried. By all that is or will ever be, I will have you banished to the never was. Even if I have to call upon my fairy godmother, I'll make sure that you never exist. The tooth fairy began to cry. Her little wings began to flutter, and she hovered about a foot from baby Timothy's head. Her tears were the stuff of stars, and they had a cosmic brilliance as they showered from the corners of her eyes, dissipating before they touched baby Timothy. The thing that was formerly in the closet was now halfway out. It had the slimy body of a ghoul, the head of a troll, and the teeth of a beast. Its red eyes had no visible pupils and produced an eerie red glow that filled the room. It opened its mouth, which was filled with cobwebs, and roared. 
You stupid little bitch! How dare you threaten me, Mr. Kink screamed. His features contorted into the shape of rage, and he turned his attention toward the monster. If you take one more step out of that closet, I'll twist your spine so that the only thing you'll ever haunt is your own asshole. The monster stopped dead in its tracks. It looked at the tooth fairy with an expression of a dog that's been beaten one too many times, then lowered its head, backed into the closet, and slowly closed the door. Mr. Kink, I hate you, the tooth fairy wailed. I hate you too, Mr. Kink replied. Why? All I do is my duty. I've done nothing to you. You torment me night after night, and for the sake of my existence, I do not understand why. Mr. Kink disappears and reappears on baby Timothy's throat. You really want to know why? Yes! Please tell me so we can find another way to correct this madness, the tooth fairy cried. Mr. Kink twirled his tail, placed the tip on his toe, and said, Because you're a hypocrite. The tooth fairy gasped. See, that's what I'm talking about. You strut around this reality all high and mighty, but the fact of the matter is you're a stuck-up, hypocritical snob, and I can't wait till you get the fate you deserve. The tooth fairy, somewhat composed but still sobbing, replied, Mr. Kink, just because your duty may not have the pleasurable effects of mine, I... Shut the fuck up, Mr. Kink bellowed. You've just proven me right again. You think just because you're giving away money and I'm giving away pain that I'm jealous? That I'm bitter? The Tooth Fairy had no answer. Well, if that's what you think, you'd better think again. Mr. Kink raised his cane. I'll do the baby. I swear by all that is, I'll do him. No! A shocked Tooth Fairy pleaded. How much were you going to give that Danny kid? A quarter. Make it a dollar, and I'll shove my cane in and leave it. I, I can't. Do it, fairy. Do you know the effects of my cane on a little baby? He raised his cane a, a bit higher. The tooth fairy was in a quandary. She could easily give Danny a dollar. As a matter of fact, she could give him a million. But the more she gave one child, that would mean less for others. And eventually, none for some. Every child expected something in the morning, and she could not disappoint. Then there was Timothy, so beautiful, so innocent. The choice was obvious. She waved her magic wand, and Danny's tooth was exchanged with the dollar bill. Danny smiled. I knew you had it in you, fairy. You made the right choice, Mr. Kink said while lowering his cane. What of the baby? Will you harm him? asked the tooth fairy with a tremble in her voice. Can't. His bones are too soft. My cane can't touch him. With that said, Mr. Kink took off his hat, bowed to the tooth fairy, and leaped into the somewhere someone. The tooth fairy was devastated. Her night was ruined. She would come up short in money and teeth, all because she let Mr. Kink get the best of her. She sighed, and baby Timothy cooed. So cute, so precious looking upon his face, seemed to lift her spirits a bit. She knows she shouldn't, but a kiss would set her back on track, get her right again. The thing in the closet growled. Little Danny rolled over. The tooth fairy kissed a baby named Timothy. A baby named Timothy quit breathing. 
Then his spirit traveled somewhere, somewhen. The hang-ups we get in childhood, uh, they can definitely be a weird thing. They could follow us a long way. Even just ideas like, you know, the tooth fairy or anything like that, the monster in the closet. I mean, whatever it is, these are things, whether we like it or not, that end up following us. If they didn't, then people wouldn't still be passing it on to their children. Um, I'd like to say more, but unfortunately I have a Mother's Day dinner to attend to. Um, I'm actually doing this recording right before I upload it, which is strange. Usually I do these a long way in advance, but this one's pretty late because while I love my mom very much, she wasn't super timely with this recording. But I'd like to thank you all for tuning in. Um, if you can, please donate. If you can't, just blog about us or Facebook or tweet or whatever it is you do. Uh, the Bizarro Cast is released under a Creative Commons attribution non-commercial no derivatives, which means you can share it, but don't change it and don't try to make money off it. Thank you all for tuning in.